Alrighty. Alright, give it a, give the old 3, 2, 1. Damn, son! Welcome to the Space Cadets Pod, episode number seven. Number seven. We've been going for seven seven weeks now. That's not bad, man. That's like two months. That pretty is much. pretty much two months. We've been rocking this this shit for two months. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 been a good experience. I'm I'm really in, I'm really enjoying this. We, we we haven't even scratched the surface of potentially interesting topics to listen to. We've got so many more surfaces to scratch. <laughs> it's unbelievable so many more surfaces well i mean that's the thing you just keep finding another surface as you keep scratching there's, right there's so many more surfaces in the world and you can yeah. make your own surfaces as well do you reckon the surface regenerates if you don't touch it for long enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe well think about it like if you if you dig a hole and then you leave it for like a couple of years. It's just uh, going to fill back in with dirt. I see what you're saying now. And the same thing happens with your skin. <laughs> I was confused because you used the word regenerate. And I feel like that's... Okay. That might be not quite the most accurate word that could be used in, in the discussion of... But uh, even the, if you dig a hole, even if you dig a hole in the ground, there's still surfaces inside that hole, aren't there? You've actually just made more surfaces because you've taken the ground and now you've got like these side walls to the hole. You've got the bottom of the hole. Yeah, it's, it's like what, what, what do you consider the surface? I guess it depends on what your uh, what your application is too, right? Because it's like, you know, you, like you would consider the surface of the earth to be like the, the first like, you know, five kilometers of it or something of soil, right? Yeah. It's, like if you're talking about it on the, on the scale of discussing the molten core and all that sort of well, stuff. Well, I wouldn't consider it the first five kilometers. That would be like how thick the the surface is. But well, how the thick surface... is the crust? What, what's the crust dimension? Do we? Do, oh, do I we don't have... know. Oh, Jesus! This is why I said I needed Google, like on a on an iPad or something. Don't you have a phone? Me. All right, I'll get, my, I'll get my phone. I'll get out. my phone out. All right, let's look it up. It's the twenty first century, Matt. You should have a phone with you. Yeah, no, it's the twenty first century. I'm gonna. Oh shit! Let's turn that sound off. Oh my god. All the, all the, all the sounds. Alright, let's see who can look it up first because I got my phone out. This is a race. Well, I actually forgot what we're looking up. I forgot what yeah, we're no, looking up. Yeah, no, I forgot up. as well. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. I've just gone how on big, I've just gone on Reddit and I've just How big is the crust? How big is the crust? How big is the crust? The oceanic crust is five kilometers. Oh my god, five kilometers to ten kilometers. Ah, okay. Oh, you were right. So I was sort of right. You were kind of right. Oh man, I can't believe I was factually accurate. That's going to be a Space Cadets pod first. That is a first on the Space <laughs> Cadets pod. Not that we usually fact check because it's too, probably too embarrassing. And and it sometimes just takes too long. It's better just to, you know, mull over it and go straight to the next topic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the information that people need <laughs> and not the, uh, not the substantiated... Uh, facts behind it that take time to research come on man <laughs> speaking of mulling over into the next topic what is the next topic matthew well i've got i've got a big one for us today this is this is uh this is a fun one um that's been it's had a bit of uh discussion circulating about it recently for whatever reason but um have you heard of the fermi paradox the reason is this the reason we haven't found aliens yes exactly yeah spot on right on yeah it's like the yeah the exactly that it's seems like a like list a, of reasons it seems like a weird uh thing to have a theory for because it's it kind of 
I feel like... Is it self-explanatory? I don't think so. Like, there's, like, many different reasons that it could be the case, and each one of them is equally but interesting. But why do we assume that we would have found aliens? Like, how obnoxious is that, that we're like, oh, well, we're so amazing, you know? <laughs> like, we, there must be a reason we haven't found aliens. It can't just be that we're just, like, too shit to see them, you know It's just I mean? an example of uh, man's hubris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might be right there. Um, there is some interesting, interesting, you know, thoughts that come up when you discuss it though mm. like have you like had the idea of like the great filter for example i have but i think our listeners would love to hear you explain oh, it i don't know if i'm even the best to explain this but i'll, I'll give it a crack i'll give it a you crack you didn't think you were the best to explain the earth's crust and its depth but it turns out apparently you I'm, did all right. I'm actually the best for that job hey all right perfect <laughs> <laughs> so uh the, the the great filter describes um like an invisible line in the advancement of civilization that civilizations uh like uh either have reached like you know or you know go like uh, it's it's the idea that they reach this filter they reach this this level of advancement and then they just get wiped out and so if that idea was true that means that we're somewhere before the great filter uh, like earth is uh, like maybe the great filter is you know every every like you know possible civilization in the universe um, gets to a point where they develop nuclear weapons and blow themselves up or something I mean that that seems that's a very human um, thought but uh, you know th that idea that you know technology advances so far that they just kill themselves with it um, would mean that we're, be we're behind the great filter we haven't reached the great filter either that or like we're like the only ones who have gone through the great filter or something like that you know mm. but anyways that's the that's the fundamental idea do you think there's a point to which i mean it's quite difficult to just to identify life on another planet as it is like just to it's cheaper to photograph the the lunar lander on the on on the moon with a satellite going over the top of it rather than building a telescope that's massive enough to see on the surface of the moon you know what i'm saying so and now we're trying to see onto the surface of other planets to see evidence of life like we just we can't do that no our, our, it's our, not possible you, you you're spot on you brought up another um another I was, common i was watching a i was watching a video rebuttal. i think about um I think it just used Alpha Centauri, Centauri as an example, which is the closest uh, star system to us. Closest star system, okay. Well, not star system. <laughs> That's incorrect. Um, closest so star? It's closest, like, the, the next closest star with planets. Yeah. Around yeah, no, that, that's the closest star system, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so basically you'd pretty much... I can't remember how big the telescope would need to be to actually see onto one of those planets, but that's the closest one, and it would still need to be, like, planetary size telescope just to see what's going on on the surface of these planets. So, With our current technology, the telescope would have to be as Earth. Is that what you're saying? Like that be that much or bigger, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it is so interesting. I don't know why we expect we, we expect ourselves to have found aliens because it's, you know... We, we're also, our tools aren't good enough. We're also expecting them to have found us. Like, I don't think that's... It's building massive telescopes. Is that really worth investing in? <laughs> for for an alien species that re has reached the point of um, interstellar domination, let's just turn uh, like the moon. The moon already exists. Let's just hollow it out and put our telescope in that. 
Yeah, make the moon into a <laughs> telescope. We never look at the dark side of the moon. We can fuck that up, you know. The problem is that the technology keeps getting better. So it's like you start building this, you know, moon telescope base and, and then, you know, uh, as as that thing, like, is out for, uh, you know, 30 years, you know, the technology's already reached a point where, well, we don't need it to be as big as the moon anymore. Now we only need it to be as, as big as this guy's phone, you know, <laughs> or whatever it is, you know I what I mean? I don't think that's how it works. Okay, maybe it's not that rapid, the advance of technology, but there is, there is an exponential element to it where you do just keep getting better. No, but like the size of the telescope really matters. Like I don't think there's any shortcuts. Oh, where really? You can, where you can oh, start. it's like a... Oh, I see what you're saying because no sh- working with light. There's no shortcuts where you can make the size of the telescope smaller and see further. Like it doesn't make sense. Okay. It needs to be fucking huge. But what if they just get the, uh, but like they, the they, technology? There are different ways to do it. Like there's, you can have an array of telescopes. Have you seen that before? Where they just have like a field of them and that's like the equivalent of one big telescope because they all sync up their information and put it together. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So, that's I'd say that's the more economical way to do it. <laughs> a field of telescopes. A field. Yeah. Have what you, about, what have about you, like... Have all... you seen the Parkes Radio Telescope? Uh, yeah, I that's went there. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty uh... cool. Oh, I went there with you. Yeah, you went there with me. <laughs> Road trip, road trip. Times. That was good fun. Yeah, that's no, a big that's radio, a, Yeah, the big telescope in um, the dish. It's the the dish is the movie they made about how they use the Parkes radio telescope to uh, get the in get the video from the moon landing. Like the first information of yeah. them going to the moon came through the Parkes radio telescope. Yeah, is that how it was? I think there was some collaboration between us and the US, but they wanted us because yeah. we were we were facing the moon at the time of the moon landing. That's it. Yeah, and we have. Uh, the biggest radio telescope in the southern hemisphere, which is not much of a statement. Anytime someone says <laughs> it's the does. biggest in the southern hemisphere, let's remember only ten percent of the world lives there. It's a very small amount of people. We say it a lot, though. We in say Australia. it a lot in Australia because <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest Maccas in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go rock climbing at the the, the tallest rock cl- indoor rock climbing gym in the southern hemisphere. You know, it's like <laughs> it's just every 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 place is the, the biggest in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. I actually like saying it and no Australians make fun of you for saying it, but my, my girlfriend who's international always makes fun of me every it, time I say it. It's worth, it's worth a bit of something. a giggle. A bit of perspective is uh, always helpful. <laughs> you, you just don't think of it that way. Like half of the world is only got 10% of the population. But yeah. really, like what's the competition? Like if you're doing something big in Australia, you're competing with like a handful of countries, South Africa, Argentina, Brazil. Like yeah. is, is Brazil even? Yeah, I think Brazil's in the Southern Hemisphere. Is there even a southern hemisphere? I thought the earth was flat, dude. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, separated from the northern hemisphere by a giant ice wall. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a great argument um, against flat earth theory that you can can prove that the earth isn't flat just with your your intelligence, right? So, um, you know how the sun... When the sun sets... It doesn't change size, and then oh. and then it goes beyond the horizon and then disappears. Well, that wouldn't happen if the Earth was flat because the sun would just get smaller and smaller, and it would never go below the horizon because, according to flat Earth people, there is no horizon line. Oh, there is a horizon line, but it's not. Yeah, but know. according to them, there's no sun either. It's all just like a. No, I think they they think the sun's just a, like this like ball floating around on the top of the disc. Is it a ball floating around a flat object? Because that doesn't make any fucking yeah, sense. Yeah, it's just moving around. <laughs> <laughs> well, what other theory do you think they would have? 
it's just I, I did see a, a similar experiment to what you were describing being undertaken by actual flat earthers and what did they disprove themselves no 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 they're like <laughs> like they saw they saw the results you would expect to see which is that you know uh, <laughs> and they're like huh that's interesting uh Hmm. There must be uh, must be something wrong with our equipment. I don't know. It's uh, coming up a. This, this results come up a bit d- different to what we expected. Well, you know, sometimes experiments <laughs> go wrong, and you just don't you don't get the data you want, and you just spin that. You just put it away. They you were just... smart enough to actually do the experiment, though. Like the legit experiment that would prove it's it's the truth. And they've already been too far into the flat Earth rabbit hole that they can't actually accept the findings of the of the you know of the um experiment that they set up damn it's ridiculous there was there was a guy who was like a flat earther who was wanting to like um build his own rocket from his backyard and launch <laughs> and launch himself into space really yeah like a, like a single man <laughs> rocket i wouldn't get on board the rocket uh, a, a rocket that a flat earth has built i don't think i'd trust it i don't think i trust that guy's capital backing like elon musk um you know made billions of dollars on paypal like i kind of <laughs> trust his ability to put together uh you know good equipment well he's had uh elon's had um quite a few successful launches to the iss now have you been keeping up with that no tell me about it i don't know if he's i don't know i don't know enough about it um uh but basically i think uh nasa's gonna start using him to get astronauts to the iss Instead of going through, I don't, where do they go now? Russia, like because because uh, because the space shuttle program has been decommissioned, uh, you, they NASA can't launch to the ISS anymore. They have to go internationally. What got decommissioned? The ISS got decommissioned. Oh yeah, no, the space shuttle program. Oh, the space shuttle program. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Elon's taken over the kind of like uh, taxiing. That's crazy to the ISS for the US uh, astronauts. The uh, the transition from countries being involved in space programs to uh corporations being involved in space programs is uh yeah because that, spacex would have been making jack up until now and now they're probably getting money from nasa to send astronauts up and stuff like that like that, that's a huge uh lead up to an like an investment that's that's something you really have to believe in because they, they would have just not been making money for ages because how do you make money off space travel you don't for well, a very long time yeah as we were discussing like asteroid mining could be uh could be a bit of fun but that's like you know going to require so much r&d and stuff it's still like quite a fair way away it's kind of like you would be investing in space r&d now with the idea of making money like way down the track but it's like for a lot of people that's such a long time horizon especially mm. people who are already at the older end of their lives it's like you know as an investment it's like <laughs> yeah not as not as good as what's going to make them a quick buck you know in the in the near future kind of thing i guess but that that is a really good i think point, there's the a lot of uh things that you could make money off in terms of space travel before you get to the point of asteroid mining though tourism space tourism tourism getting people yeah that dude who's gonna go to launched. the moon it's a pretty good marketing uh move if if you're like you know Kanye West, for instance, uh, not to pick on Kanye again, but uh, <laughs> is Kanye going to space? I'm just saying, like, if Kanye went to space, it'd be big news. Hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we should start a petition to get Kanye to go to Let's space. Get Kanye into space. Everyone wants that. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Is he, do you reckon Elon himself is going to go in one of these rockets? To surely not, right? Because he he needs all the resources of Earth to be a machine of productivity. Well, um, 
he's said in the past that he wants to he wants to die on Mars. That's pretty cool. Not uh, as he lands, but he wants to die of old age. Not on as Mars. he lands. <laughs> Splat. Um, yeah, and they, he, he thought that's that would be a cool goal for his life. It's an interesting idea. It's a cool goal for any life, really. I mean, I don't know. Mars seems kind of like a it's a bit of a dump, really, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty hostile environment. If you if you go there in the, the early phase, you're basically you got to be either a scientist who's like you know just like dedicated to pushing humanity th- forward through the sciences of another planet, or uh, <laughs> they got to have some serious psychiatrists on Mars. I reckon that's and, that's it. I don't and think psychiatrists it's... for the psychiatrists. Like you would just get major cabin fever living on a new planet you don't have at the anything. start at the start yeah because it would only be like 50 people there or something but what if you like build this like you know little mini city of a thousand like it's suddenly just like a small town you know it would have a small town kind of vibe to mm. it but like it's a small town of you know uh science professionals yeah but it's a small indoor town <laughs> yeah okay I, I know what you're saying like there's some there's some certain factors that um that we need here on earth to keep our bodies operating at and I'm sure we could provide everything to people who go on missions like that with supplements or whatever you need. But like, I don't know. But you, but you just wouldn't feel very good. Sometimes you just need to go and stand out in the trees, for that's, example. That's that's it. It's an interesting one because like, what is that? Like, there must be something that you know. You reckon that we can make a pill that's like I don't have to go outside now and I will just take this pill and I feel alright anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be oh, interesting to see how people. the science of that develops because i think you're right there is something special about like you know just actually going into a garden you know it's like you're taking in it's, yeah, something there, there from, must be from uh, the plants scientific studies about that because it calms you down and i don't know it gives you access to oxygen i mean they're, they're literally releasing oxygen like and taking your carbon dioxide yeah. it's like you, ha- you actually have harmony with plants like uh <laughs> It's yeah. not just a hippie thing; it's actually real. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, get out, get off the potty, you bloody hippie. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Take those dirty feet elsewhere. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. Well, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It seems. Well, have you read The Martian? Um, or listened to it or something? Uh, yeah, I had to listen to the audio book. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's good fun. Yeah, I need to do that. That's very um, very scientifically. Well, I don't know about accurate, but well researched. Yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Andy I, yeah. Weir. Andy Weir, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an interesting little short story out there called "The Egg," which I, I suggest you all go and have a quick read of because it doesn't take long. But uh, yeah, as for the Matt's Martian, been telling me that for a long time. I still haven't read it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just giving you another reminder, mate. I'm just doing it. <laughs> doing and it. if I listen to the podcast later, I will then um, have another reminder. <laughs> have another have another reminder. In, in, everlasting reminder. It's taken me six reminders now. So there we go. <laughs> Maybe if you can remind me again at the end of the podcast, because these reminders double up if I'm listening to the podcast to check out if it was all right or not. Then we can get double reminders going. What if you listen to the podcast multiple times? It's like I'm, I'm not, not even. I'm not obsessed. even. I'm not like you. How many, oh. <laughs> how many times did you listen to the last podcast, Matt? Oh man, come on! I got to. I got to do the timestamps, right? Come on. <laughs> massive, really massive. No, I don't, I don't. I don't blame you. You do sound great on a mic. <laughs> I just love the sound of my own voice. But like, don't you? Like, we're on. We're on a fucking podcast. <laughs> it's like, how, how could we not? <laughs> we're not meant to reveal. Uh, Secret pleasures, you dirty hippie. (laughs) 
I will not stand for this uh, for this abuse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on from the abuse. What were we talking about before we got onto that? We were talking about before we got humans into and plants you. having a symbiosis. Now, can you just stick plants in your in your Mars city pod? You know what I'm saying? Like your pod city. Can I call it pod city? Because yeah. that's what it would be, right? It'd be a bunch of pods. I oh, know you totally connected. can. You can. Yeah. And so it's like, what 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 are we actually missing? What's absolutely exclusive to Earth? Oh, that, you've got a good point. Yeah. Because, mm. like, isn't that something that he was doing in The Martian? He had, like, a little farm. You know, he was, like, growing potatoes and shit. Like, yeah. they weren't growing, as you expect, like, as, as good as they are on Earth. But they were growing. Like, they just hadn't figured out the sciences of the Mars dirt yet, basically, right? Yeah. Um, and potatoes weren't designed to grow in Mars dirt, so... Yeah, maybe sense. it's not the plants then. I just think that if there was nothing, if there was something between me and the sky, doesn't matter how big of an atrium you have in your Mars city or whatever. I think it would bug me. What not being able to go outside onto the yeah. But if if you if you imagine it like being inside a spaceship instead of being um like you know on Earth, it makes more sense, right? Because it's like you're not going to go outside your spaceship because you're just like. F- fucking die in the vacuum of space it's like i'm not saying it'd be a good idea to go outside i just think it would be nice <laughs> <laughs> get so a spacesuit on so there man go for a bounce yeah, like it's gonna be lower gravity suit dude it's not <laughs> you know what's really interesting it would be lower gravity on mars right uh yeah so that means you would bounce higher so can we have an nba team on mars and watch them do dunks on like yeah, maybe 20 Mars, foot rings. Maybe Mars sports is going to take off and no one's going to watch boring old Earth sports again. Well, what's the ratio? What's the ratio? It's like 0.67 or something like that. Like uh, the size of Mars compared to Earth. Yeah. So like in terms of how, how, how the gravity works, I think your gravity is like 0.67 is strong or yeah. something like that. I'm just making these numbers up, but it's something in that realm, right? Hey, you were pretty close last time. Let's Google it. Let's uh, see I'm how going for two for two over here. Let's go. Here we go. Last time you got five miles. This time we got... Uh, what, are, what are we researching? What uh, can I say? I'm a numbers man. Mars gravity in relation to Earth. In comparison to Earth. There we go. YouTube's... I mean, Google's suggesting better words for me. Oh. I was way off, wasn't I? The surface gravity on Mars is only about 38% the surface gra- gravity on Earth. Wow. I was, was like the opposite third. Wow. That's crazy. That's that's way less. Hang on a minute. So do me a favor now. So if you weigh a hundred kilograms on Earth, you've you've probably eaten too much. You would only weigh thirty eight kilograms on Mars. What? You weigh less kilo? Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, of course it makes sense. Yeah, if you took a scale over there and you stood on the scale. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. <laughs> You want to lose weight? Go to Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instant number change. There's also no food there, so you'd have a really good diet. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's like you could you could start a new Weight Watchers and just shoot people to Mars for like exorbitant amounts of money. Yeah. And just be like, straight away. Straight away. Straight 60, away. Straight 60 away. kilos gone. <laughs> Two thirds of your body weight just disappeared <laughs> in, in, in one two hour uh, space flip um trip to mars what a good deal <laughs> uh all right so okay i'm gonna see how how tall is a basketball hoop how tall basketball hoop they are 10 feet right 305 centimeters so 
Oh, you've you know what I'm doing. Sports mode. You know what I'm doing with maths here. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say like that 305 centimeters that that basketball hoops at. Like, yeah. where would you put it to for the for the athletes who are playing this on Mars? Uh, you know cool. where they could still dunk it. Yeah. Like, how tall could you get that basketball ring? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what the maths is though. Point uh, three eight. Well, basically. Yeah, but the point three eight is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think this are is a good gonna, idea. Are we going to do live maths? <laughs> we're getting, yeah, it could be really I'm, embarrassing. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's already pretty bad. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it would be tough. Like, I could do it. I just can't do it while I'm supposed to be entertaining people. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be entertaining you guys. I'm sorry. Thank you for tuning in to It'd be really high. seven of the Space Cadets pod. If I'm going to estimate how high that basketball hoop would be, it would be like, you know, it, it's basically three times as high, isn't it? So it's like let's yeah let's say that yeah so that's like nine hundred centimeters so that's like you know nine meters yeah it's, it's like a fair way up <laughs> and I don't know but what would happen to the athletes because you're you're you would get weaker wouldn't you if you if you were subjected to less gravity yeah I think you yeah I think your, your muscles body, would. You, you, uh, like you, the nothing would happen. Like you'd still be perfectly healthy, but your body would definitely change. It would adapt, and maybe they wouldn't be able to jump nine meters. This maybe would, they would when they come. There would be a divide in the human race because you would have people who are living on Mars mm. who were humans, but are now Martians. Yeah, like actual Martians because that's the craziest thing because they're just gonna deviated so far. They're going to change socially and physically. Yeah, to uh, human beings on Earth. Yeah, and then there'd be the separation. Probably some racism and wars and yeah, who knows what What's all, what, all the stuff that comes with just being a human being you when, know? when are the first interplanetary race wars happening let's <laughs> <laughs> let's get them out oh, and come on elon get us up, get us over there because like everyone let's on start mars a new breed everyone on mars started like you know it's all these scientists and stuff so they, they're all like you know <laughs> smarter so they're all just like man it's just a whole bunch of dumb people like we're far superior <laughs> it just becomes like a <laughs> yeah who's better like a suit like a little you know elite colony <laughs> yeah and elon's gonna be the president of the uh of the martian colony we should nuke mars now to stop this from happening have you heard about nuking Mars to get the... Uh, to terraform it. To terraform it. I don't know the science behind that. That's I don't know it either. It sounds pretty... Does like, anyone know it? sounds pretty violent. Sure some people know it better than us. Um, the guys at uh, Kurzgesagt, I hope I pronounced that right. It means, in a nutshell, it's a YouTube channel that everyone watches and doesn't know the name of. You watch it for the pretty pictures, don't you, man? Uh, it's beautiful, man. Have you seen those little birds? Those little bloody birds going around in it's the an, animations? It's, it's an animated... Uh, educational science. channel for people who don't have a very good attention span, basically. Yeah, 100%. Well, isn't that like, just what YouTube is? It's just for people who... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe. So, it's, it's a bit there's, of a chicken a... and egg situation, right? Who is it? Is it is it YouTube making short videos that's that's getting people's attention spans shorter or people's attention spans shortening, making people be more successful on YouTube with shorter videos? Sorry, what were we talking about? I kind of zoned out there. It's a chicken and an egg situation, <laughs> as you would say. I'm just messing with you. It is a chicken and egg situation. Um, I don't know, but people are starting to make longer videos on YouTube because you need to make long videos to get enough ads in your video to get good ad revenue on your video. Yeah, but there's a bit of a, bit of a balance between that and the fact that people are more likely to click on your video if it's four minutes long as opposed to... 
27. You know what I mean? Like, not everyone's on... Like, there's actually we should not start that... a YouTube channel. I think we got this figured out, dude. Well, I, I'm... They're going to be YouTube Yeah, maybe we should be micromanaging, like, the time length of YouTube videos off, off, uh, off air. <laughs> no, I think, I, think it's, uh, I think it makes sense that people would be more likely to, you know, just click on the shorter videos because it's like, oh, been, it's just I've another down, five minutes. I've you been know down I mean? that path. Yeah, you go down the, the rabbit hole And then you, you watch... You watch like 14 five-minute videos. Yeah. And then you're, you're just, you're just sh- ashamed I mean, because you've wasted all your day. Don't get me wrong. I think you can get a lot more and, you know, more substantial information in when you've got more time. Uh, so, like, you know, longer videos definitely have their, their merit um, unless they're just being extended for the sake mm. of collecting more ad revenue like you described before. <laughs> mm. But I think attention spans have diminished a little, but say you watch... Say back in the day, you know, when we had TVs with advertisements and everything and you had like a half hour program. How many ads did that have in it? Like three, maybe. What, um, half hour of programming, three ad breaks, maybe? So, like, you, it's basically a, like, 20 minute video. Yeah, with like and that's three not, minute ads, like, you know, chucked in every 10 minutes. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, pretty intrusive. Yeah, it's intrusive, but it's also the videos weren't really that long because they had ad breaks chopping them up i don't know yeah man it's it's so crazy that we put up with ads on tv like that for so long like it's it's definitely like one of the reasons a lot of people made early adopting switches to places like netflix for sure mm. like for me i was just like i can't believe i'm watching like literally three minutes of shit like you know <laughs> these like mac's ads being thrown in your some face some ads were good i i miss the crea- some ads are just nostalgic because mi- you I heard miss, them a lot though, i miss they? the uh no come on some ads are good okay some ads are good you're right i miss the creative aspect of ads i think because you don't really get that anymore like that ads don't have you for long enough on the internet to get give you anything interesting but like when ads used to be on tv there'd be like a plot line and they go for like a minute and you'd have to sit there and watch the whole thing so they actually made them interesting but now they're just like trying to clickbait you and show you things you're interested in on the internet and i don't know it's interesting it's it's more of like a, a shock factor now but that's just the product of like they had your attention because you if you were going to be watching like any any entertainment from that from from you know the tv stations you had to put up with it yeah like um they had a monopoly on your attention so to speak whereas these days you know (laughs) with the internet like so many there's so many people who can be content creators you know the marketplace for for your attention is so much you got two goddamn content creators right here talking in your face yeah 100 percent. in your faces in your in your your ear holes in your ear holes how does it feel deep in your ear holes deep inside (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) we'll take that out all right are we putting that on youtube (laughs) under the under the title uh Space Cadets Pod Gone Sexual (laughs) Space Space Cadets Pod Go Deep (laughs) Gone Sexual (laughs) Ten Ten things you won't believe About the Space Cadets Pod We gotta work out Our clickbait titles Yeah I I could do with some Some real solid You know Clickbait In my life Mm. For sure You'll be shocked At what Matt Veach said On the Space Cadets Podcast (laughs) Yeah but I don't My name doesn't carry any weight So that would be actually A bad title I think you'll find It would be more like You know Uh Australian hippie slams uh, Nestle or something like that. You know, that's that's the title you'd use. <laughs> What's wrong with Nestle, bro? Oh, they're messed up, aren't they? I don't know. I, I, I used to, what, the, I've heard bad things about Nestle, actually. Yeah, there's some there's some bad stuff I've heard. That I, that I they use like cheap foreign labor. 
Do they use a lot of water to create their chocolate? This is one thing I heard. Apparently, they <laughs> had a, they do. They had a scheme where they um they went into I can't remember what it was. They, had like. a scheme. they, they gave they, yeah, it was a scheme. They went into like <laughs> poor African towns and gave all the mums this like uh, baby formula like for free for like months, and all these like babies got hooked on this uh on this baby formula and then they started you know just jacking jacking prices up like to exorbitant rates and like no one could afford this like ridiculous baby formula that their babies were now like essentially addicted to like because they would then reject their mother's milk because they had had nestle's baby milk <laughs> for so long because they were getting it for free that's dark dude. yeah yeah that's what that's one thing i heard unsubstantiated rooms i reckon <laughs> <Nah>. maybe like, <laughs> look it up yourself i think that i think it's true Wow, that's that's they've, really bad. They've also been buying out all the water supplies. Mm. They were also heavily involved in uh, extracting palm oil from the. Uh, from <laughs> I can't believe I'm going in on Nestle right now. <laughs> um, I think they I think they were to do with extracting palm oil from from certain you know heavily jungled areas that were carrying orangutans and stuff like that. I always remember remember the save the orangutans uh, bits. Yeah, yeah. You got to save the orangutans, man. They're so human. They're so human. Are they like are they like kind of almost more human than chimps? I think chimps are technically more human. Technically, than, yes. Than orangutans, yeah. But there's something about orangutans that's just like kind of a bit more, um, like the the docileness of them reminds mm. you of humans sometimes. Haven't hung out with an orangutan. No, neither have I. I would like to though. Any orangutans out there listening to the Space Kids Pod, uh, hit us up. We, we'll yeah. get you on the podcast. Even if it's someone pretending to be an orangutan, I, I think that would be entertaining enough. Just if a, you want to come a regular on day pod, Sasquatch. Yeah, just a regular day faking faking Sasquatch. We'll get you on the potty. You can just make some, some noises. Is it racist if you make chimp noises and impersonate a chimp? <laughs> it's kind of more speciesist. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's at the species level, isn't it? Is that, I guess we sometimes refer to it as race, though, don't we? Like, in a way. Well, um, um, I don't know. Nah, probably not. <laughs> it's probably going away. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, back to Nestle. So they've they've been buying out. They've been buying back out. Back to Flame and Nestle. I'm flaming. I'm just going on a tear on Nestle right here. So they've they've been um they've been buying up like all the all the like water reservoirs around around the world. Mm. They're planning for a, a world where uh, water is harder to come by. Yeah, but I mean. Just keep building a few more desalination plants, right? That's not going to fuck up the salinity of the seas, is it? I think it's... It uses a lot of energy to run a desalination plant. Yeah, it does. Solar power it. <laughs> You've got all the answers. The technology has all the answers, man. I'm just a, I'm just a messenger. There's a lot of unused desalination plants around, aren't there? Because we've got one in Victoria that's not getting used. What? Is yeah. it not getting used? No. You're talking about one thing. I think they use their one in Hobart in uh, in Tasmania. Or not in Hobart, in Tassie. They use desalination plants. But it's, it's really weird. It's like a fine mesh and they just push all the water through it. Yeah, like real fine. Yeah. Just to catch the salt bits. Yeah. Is that how it works? It's essentially it. Oh. It's like a super fine mesh. I'll tell you how you can but desalinate is- water at home. Oh, yeah? It's pretty cool. Um, you put uh, a bowl of water... Where are you going? Water. <laughs> Matt's going. left me again. Again. All right. So basically, if you want to desalinate water at home, here's my tips. This is just this is a new segment now. This is called Justin's Home Tips. Justin's Home Tips. All right. So you get a bowl of water, and you put another bowl in the middle, floating in the in, floating in the middle of the water, 
and then you put cling wrap over oh, the top. I've seen this. You put a rock on it, and then you put the rock on it so that when the water evaporates, it clings to the cling wrap, then floats down, and then drips into the center bowl that doesn't have any water in it. That has that will have the desalinated water because when uh, when salted water evaporates, the salt doesn't go to the sky. Obviously, it just yeah, sort of it separates. It separates. That's awesome. That you can do. You can do it yourself. Just go get buckets of seawater and set up a rig at your own house. That's actually a you don't have fantastic to- idea in in terms of the Mad Max apocalypse that is inevitably around the corner this uh, this very century, I believe, guys. Get, get ready for it. Well, maybe we can get our um, maybe we can get our listeners ready by getting some like. Uh, what do you call like primitive technology tips going? What's your plan for the apocalypse, the inevitable apocalypse? My plan? Yeah, your personal plan. Mm. I mean, maybe that's a bit too personal, but like just generally well, speaking. Yeah, I wouldn't tell people my plan because they're just going to copy <laughs> it and then I'll have other people around. It's a secret. <laughs> no, okay, here's my idea, right? What are you going to do? Get a bunch of the get a bunch of the boys together and arm them and take over a refinery and then oh, just start Jesus. trading with others. Like, you know, we'll, we'll be able to we'll be able to refine the you know the the crude oil. That's a pretty hot take on the the apocalypse, man. I reckon we can handle it. Me and a couple of the boys, you know. A couple I'm of the not. Boys. In, I'm not in on this. Yeah, you're you're in. You're in, mate. Riches await us in Valhalla. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've been outside recently, but we're not like the most dominant males going around, dude. Don't have to be if you got guns, bro. <laughs> Do you have a gun? No. So that's, got a, a that's the major know, issue. You've got a sword in this house. That's the major issue I'm having with this plan at the moment. It's like, okay, where are the guns? How are we going to get them? <laughs> because if you've got a gun, you're probably not going to give it to someone else if an apocalypse happens. Yeah. I got a bow and arrow. Okay. Do you reckon that's going to be able to take out a few few dudes in the refinery or what's up? <laughs> I'm not coming and killing people in a refinery with you. Only if the apocalypse happens, man. It's a very like unique, you know, conditional, you know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is incriminating you now, saying that you're gonna go on a, a murderous spree. Oh, no, it's a, it's a condition. It's a conditional plan. It's not an actual plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fine then. Yeah, actually, no. Now that you mention it, here's another conditional plan. If my wife ever cheats on me, I'm gonna kill her. <laughs> that's totally conditional. I see. The, I see the error in the logic now. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. I'm not gonna take over any refineries, guys. And don't Matt's get, don't not, get worried. Not married, by the way. But he is looking. <laughs> you can send Any of you. Uh... <laughs> you can send an email to uh, spacecadetspot don't, at gmail.com. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Spare me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's rude, dude. They might be the one. You can't. You can't knock it. I've made you uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, this is this is this is sweat. This is sweat like <laughs> rising rising through my. <laughs> I'm just Rising trying to help you paws. find I'm just trying to help you find love, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've gone a little off topic. Do we have another topic that got, we can dive into? You got some setups into? for me, dude. Let's go on a let's go on a double date or something then. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> you want to run with this this uh <laughs> The setup. No, thing? we're not running with this. We're running with uh, we're running with some new shit. We got we got some, we got some, <laughs> we got uh, some spicy, some spicy, some spicy, topics. spicy news since uh, since we last discussed um, uh, the the whole Iran thing. Like pretty much like uh, that night, I like checked my phone and 
Trump had just tweeted some shit that was just like fucking balls to the wall fucking <laughs> like did you have you seen how much the petrol prices have gone up because of all this nonsense ah uh, yeah they've dude. gone up like 50 cents a liter yeah overnight i'm not surprised actually do you reckon uh do you reckon they're just using it as an excuse to put up the petrol prices or do you reckon it's actually affecting it <laughs> it's always hard to tell and it because it, i feel like they they don't really it doesn't really need to act directly affect it just if they think people know that there's something going on they yeah. can just put up the petrol prices this is a conspiracy theory the only it? thing i can say yeah, yeah exactly right the, the only the only thing i can say is like you know the only thing that would be you know possible outside of the market forces dictating this would be if there was like a um you know an established um decision between like the the head honchos of each of the you know oil selling i mean um petrol selling companies in australia that all decided to you know make the same change at once kind of thing mm. so if you think that that is a possibility then that's then that could that could explain it but otherwise i think it's just market forces because your if your supplier you know suddenly doesn't have um suddenly raises his own price or you know doesn't have as much of it or whatever you know so quick though I mean, we're importing fuel in like a day. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. We are because this is this is what I heard. If if um, Australia just shut its borders, like for every trade and everything, like straight away, it would be like less than a week before we ran out of uh, ran out of oil. Wow. Yeah, we import all of our shit. We don't we don't have like any like to be used straight away. Pretty much, we don't have any reserves. Yeah. Pretty much. There's not really any reserves going on. Well, that changes my apocalypse plan. Yeah, that's why I, that's why I was thinking. <laughs> oh, actually, hang on. Yeah, salting <laughs> no, oil. No, just kidding. Well, the oil refinery wouldn't be any good if it was importing the oil from overseas, would it? There might be some oil there that you can sell off, but... I think everyone would just be rushing to the petrol station to try and get as much as they can. It'd be, it'd be a frenzy. Yeah, the petrol stations, well, yeah, okay, supermarkets, so there'd say, be massacres everywhere. Say the majority of people have died, but there's like a select few left. What do you run and grab first? What are you going to... Because everyone's just going to go to the shops. They're going to go to the petrol stations. They're going to go just to steal so you, some so shit, you, basically. So you reckon we should join the frenzy? Well, yeah. Like there's the initial rush, right? Where everyone's going to go and get their stuff. And then I'm just going to turtle away. Like I think you're you, not going to see me again. Yeah, I think... Well, yeah, yeah. You turtle away until you, <laughs> until you run out of supplies. <laughs> no, I just learn to live off the land, dog. Yeah, you do have to learn to live off the land. I think I think you've got to be thinking about it all in terms of phase two, not phase one. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you've got to be ahead of the game. You've got to be thinking like, you know, what's what use is it to collect all these groceries if someone's just going to come to my house and, and, and mug them all from me, you know, in a couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. Which is a very real possibility in an apocalypse scenario. I think I'd be on the move. I don't know that I would hang out in my house. I think house. you'd want to be remote. I think you'd yeah. want to be remote with an ability to grow food. Yeah. And uh, protect yourself from, you know, anyone who was to try and come and fuck with you. Like You'd yeah. want to be like basically old school farmer mode. You want to be in the bush, like home alone situation, set up all these traps for people and stuff. For people? Oh my God. You could get caught <laughs> in your own traps very easily. Those things are... What are you talking about? Are you going to forget where your own traps are? What if you like had a big night with the boys the and then you're like walking home, you know, forget that you set up that like, you know, real mean like, um, 
you know grass grass cover over a pit like you got a real deep pit with spikes at the bottom or something set up i feel up. like you think the apocalypse is just going to be one big boys sesh <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> <laughs> it's just like uh we kind of have to work now and chill out but like when the apocalypse you would have to work with people to survive when, like, the, when, the, are made when the apocalypse happens like that's when that's when the sesh starts that's when the boys like just have a good time <laughs> it's gonna be a big laugh <laughs> <laughs> me and me and me and the me and the boys handle the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like if 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 there was an apocalypse that it would happen, as if you'd want to be like by yourself, or like you know you and you know one or two others, you'd want it to be like a little good group of people that's like you know all working together to keep your group afloat. You know what I'm saying? I reckon being a solo, uh. Yeah, nah, maybe. I'm going to try out being solo for a bit and then I'll come join the boys. I can't believe we went back to the apocalypse thing. (laughs) I'm sorry, I dragged (laughs) us back into the dirt, didn't I? Let's go. We were talking about some real issues. Yeah, we we did have some real issues. But like, there'll be an apocalypse eventually. It might not be within our lifetimes, but it's it's not to say it's not real. I mean, yeah, it's like about if, as if, real as the war between Iraq and yeah, Iran. Yeah, and America exactly. Is people start slinging slinging nukes at each other, and Australia has a nuclear winner. It would be just some Mad Max shit out here, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> you know, the world's gone to shit. Like, we're not getting any more oil in. Like, uh, would would you? How would your phones and stuff work? I guess, I guess, if you got the the electricity, you're not using your phone. Come on. What in in the apocalypse? What you're expecting to still have uh, TikTok? When the apocalypse happens? Well, it depends on how the apocalypse happens. If it's a solar flare that fries your electronics, then yeah, no, you wouldn't You wouldn't have your phones. But isn't there some kind of maintenance that people need to provide to servers and uh, data providers and all this kind of stuff to keep that running? And if there was an apocalypse, would people just stop doing that and then eventually there would be no networks? Well, that's the thing. Like if, yeah, no, you're, you're spot on because like, you know... Like um, it doesn't have to kill the electronics. I, like I don't think... just the, eventually die. Like, like power okay. plants aren't getting manned you know okay so take apple for instance like the apocalypse happens let's just say san francisco bay area just gets like obliterated with a nuke right like <laughs> i'm just just speculating this is a complete hypothetical I'm not picking on a san fran that's just where apple are just 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 remember as well if this happens matt's just gonna start killing killing dudes left right and center yeah over oil but it's it's only a, you know it's a conditional plan it's a conditional it's totally conditional guys <laughs> remember that it's not real so if if apple was to get completely obliterated their hq and whatever like that's probably like all their servers and stuff right mm. so do they have remote servers do they like you know like how would they if 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 90% of the world got blown up if like Europe and stuff got blown up then it's like have they got servers still in you know South America or Australia that are able to handle the load of whatever humans are left trying to use their servers I don't know. I don't know how any of this shit works, man. I'm not I a don't tech know guy. How, I don't know how servers work. We need but a they, tech guy I on think, the podcast. I think it's interesting. I, I, I'd like to learn about servers and how they sort of store information, spread information or, or whatever they do. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 100%. I'm sorry, man. I'm trying I'm trying my hardest to look for this goddamn these goddamn tweets, but I'm going to have to just Google them again because apparently my phone didn't save them properly. So, uh, Trump came out with some heavy-as shit. Um... Trump, Trump, Trump tweets. Let's just go to Google Images for for Is that. Is Trump kind of um, uh, agitating the situation? You would say. 
Uh, well, I'll just read out the tweets, and you can uh, you can definitely infer something like that if you, if you like. Um, I love inferring. Yeah, so he had a tweet, uh, the, the 52 uh, targets tweet. Did you see that one? No. Okay, so here it is. I actually don't know much about what's going on. If you could just take me back to the start at some point, that'd be great too. Nah, man, I don't know. I don't know enough about it to do that. Just listen to these tweets. <laughs> Donald, okay. Donald Trump about like seven days ago, I think it was. Iran is talking very boldly about targeting certain USA assets as revenge for our ridding the world of their terrorist leader who had just killed an American and badly wounded many others, not to mention all of the people he had killed over his lifetime, including recently hundreds of Iranian protesters. He was already attacking our embassy and prepared and, and sorry and preparing for additional hits in other locations. Iran has been nothing but problems for many years. Let this serve as a warning that if Iran strikes any Americans or American assets, we have targeted 52 Iranian sites representing the 52 American hostages taken by Iran many years ago. Some at a very high level and important to Iran and the Iranian culture and those targets and Iran itself will be hit very fast and very f- and very hard. The USA wants no more threats. That was like three tweets that Trump put out back to back to back. Holy moly. Yeah, dude. It's like... Why is he having this... Uh this release on twitter <laughs> i this is this is the insanity of our world right now like this is the president's just tweeting this, tweeting this like, stuff about other countries i feel like this like, should be a formal letter to uh you know to someone not just something that could be retweeted by you know billy down the street you know it's so crazy isn't it like he's that's like ah oh, it's like it's like warmongering shit almost you know yeah that's wild it's it's just uh, it's just bananas that that's that that's like you know where, where we're at like you know that's just like tweets just being put out you know constantly (laughs) yeah that's a very inflammatory tweet it's not even news it's just like it's direct um accusation and you know confrontation that's crazy yeah he he put out another one this one caught my attention as well um just bragging about the u.s military um got so many nukes yeah yeah, something, something, something. Oh, God, I can't find it. No. Yeah, he's basically just like, you don't want to... We've got, the, we've got the, the strongest and best military in the world, you know. Mm. Iran would be foolish for, you know. Yeah, it was something like that. And it's just, it's just like, holy fuck. I mean, like, yeah, he's kind of not wrong. <laughs> but it's at the same time, it's like, that, that, those are serious fighting words, you know what I mean? Like, it's like... <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I don't know if, if that's... If that's a if that's a strategy that, that I wonder that how the average not, person what feels about it. Are people just over war? You know, people don't really want to get back into that, do they? Doesn't sound very good. No, I don't think. Any, I don't. I think there's a very small number of people who actually want any sort of a war out of this. Americans are very supportive of their military, but I don't think they'd want them to dive into a full-on confrontation. You know. Yeah, I don't even know how supportive America is as an overall. Um, you know, if you look at the whole population. Like and you take a percentage, like how how many you're actually, you know? I need to look into it. It's so hard because it's it's a bit of a political issue. It totally wh- is. Whether you have wars or not, so there's it's everyone's going to be divided, and one side's going to make it seem like that's the opinion of the entire world, as is the other side. 
I don't know. It's such a hard situation hard to, to try and dive into with this kind of thing. It's like, you know, how much is Trump? How much is, you know, his administration? How much is, you know, the military industrial complex? You know, like there's this. this, yeah. this do, you tw- do you reckon he has a Twitter advisor? Because it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> uh, no, no, I reckon this guy actually is tweeting these things by himself. Hey. Oh, what a lunatic. It's so, it's so bizarre. It's so, it's just. <laughs> Imagine if a tweet started a war that would be the the most twi- that would be the most the most uh, 2020 thing ever 2020 right? thing ever to happen yeah uh, yeah legit I, I don't know do you reckon that tactic uh do you reckon that tactic works just like trying to scare the shit out of uh out of a smaller country into into not re- retaliating when you just bomb them you know what i'm saying well yeah, it might work, but it better work. Otherwise, it's just yeah, gonna... I know, that's the that's the thing. It's a high stakes move, isn't it? It like, is a high stakes. It's move. a really high stakes move. <laughs> but it's been a week, and uh, you know, I don't think anyone's done anything further in this in this crisis. Yeah. But this is this is kind of like human missile crisis stuff, almost like where it's just like people are just on the edge of their seat, like kind of watching the whole thing nervously. Like, all right, do we need to worry about you know what we're doing about our situation here at some point? You know. Yeah, I think Australia is pretty removed from everything. Sure, we got our own issues. Yeah, but if you were in America, for instance, and you 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 were watching this from the sidelines, would you would you not be a little bit like, oof? Okay, so what if they just decided to just launch a shitload of nukes, and we don't have any ability to stop that from that swarm from blowing up our cities? I wouldn't feel good about that. No, I don't think that's a, that's be a safe, safe way to. I'd be taking a long holiday this month if I lived in the US. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Perhaps I don't know. Just go to even Canada. Like that's too close, right? It's a bit of splash damage. Don't come to Australia. We're on fire. We're, we're completely so, on fire. Nothing's. Twenty twenty hasn't been great so far. Oh, it's horrible. Those bushfires, man. I, because I, I, in my mind, it's always been Black Saturday. The Black Saturday bushfires, like back in two thousand and nine or eight or whatever it was, like that. That was like the biggest bushfire event that I've seen. Right? That I've like heard of. This bushfires like that have just come through now like all across australia 23 times the size of those black saturday bushfires 23 times the size the amount of land that it's covered is is unbelievable i mean i'm sure you've seen like endless uh you know photos and videos of firefighters and and wildlife but it's just it's just horrible and they've been burning for so long do you know do you know how long the black saturday bushfires went for it was like well, it wasn't as long a as week this, was it? or a weekend or something, you know, it, was, yeah. it wasn't like months. Yeah. It's been burning for months. I've never seen, well, I mean, we had all the smoke in Melbourne the, the other week. That was crazy. Mm. That we were just completely yeah, we were covered. Just, yeah. That's the most, I, I haven't seen any fires, but that's the most, uh, that's the closest I've been to seeing the effects of the bushfires. Yeah. That's crazy. A friend said he went into um like a... um corner store owned by like a um this older chinese guy and he said it reminded him of home like it's just like a dense layer of smog covering melbourne at the time you know what i mean yeah <laughs> what are you saying bro oh have you been to have you been to <laughs> singapore or bangkok or something it is covered in smog yeah it is actually. <laughs> i don't remember bangkok being that bad bangkok smelled um i definitely remember that much i didn't like <laughs> bangkok Hello to our Thai listeners. <laughs> Why do we keep always um, shitting on Thailand? It always happens. I love it Thailand. It always just winds back to shitting on Thailand. Bangkok was very busy for me. I didn't like it. I think if you're a local there, it might be better, but just being a tourist and getting like harassed all the time. Come people, see the ping pong show. By people wanting to sell you stuff. Come see the ping pong show. Not a lot of fun. 
You, 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 did you go watch a ping pong show when you were over there, mate? <laughs> I, 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 I went in. I went into yes. one. The best stories here on the Space Kids podcast. <laughs> it was just a bit much because, I mean, they, they see a white guy and they, like, push him up the front of the show. Yeah, and I, yeah. They're, they're and very... they're, they're like, oh, we can make a bit of money out of this guy. And the whole thing was just so ridiculous. I just left. I, I couldn't. <laughs> couldn't handle it. <laughs> I, uh, I remember having a similar vibe because um, we were watching like some Thai boxing um, in, um, me and someone. And the, uh, there, was, like, there was like four or five bars around us, like in this big like, like um, arena kind of area. And yeah. they, had just, they were just sending like waitresses to us. Like they were just like had like four or five waitresses from different bars like competing with each other over being able to bring us our drinks yeah because they identified us as you know <laughs> white people so probably have more money kind of thing yeah it's like damn little did they know you were a uni student yeah exactly but right. you still but, had enough but, money but to we satisfy still, them that's the, that's the thing like you know i was trying to like you know be fair and like you know order a drink from each different place kind of thing but yeah it was just like a bit of a weird experience yeah fun though fun 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 for sure we're already um we're already smashing through we're already we? an hour into the podcast we, we didn't even mean to start this one it was a bit of a joke in the beginning i'm like oh wouldn't it be funny if we just started it now no preparation or anything and here we are wait was that the start or was the start the the bit where i said welcome to the space cadets pod <laughs> well that yeah that was the start dude <laughs> okay great all right <laughs> i'm just saying like we kind of we kind of didn't even talk about starting the podcast i just hit play and then we started it yeah it's, it's only it's only natural for us to want to slip slip into conversation we just slip right in there yeah exactly deep that's we, it space cadets go deep it's it's far more natural that way instead of it being like press record oh shit say something funny hello hello <laughs> hello world <laughs> why why did the chicken cross the playground <laughs> To get to the other slide. <laughs> so, what do you want to talk about, man? Do you want to talk about um, carbon-based life forms uh, or uh, self-driving cars? It's your choice. <laughs> so, fork in the road. What do you a- mean, carbon-based life? What do you want to talk about, us? So, if we if we go back to the Fermi paradox, um, we didn't really delve very no, far into that's, the that's, Fermi that's paradox. Exactly we? we could do a revisit. Of the we do, Fermi a re- par- do a we revisit. Do anything you I guys want, want. I want to revisit it by bringing this up. Um, the idea that um, you know we're kind of expecting other planets to have carbon-based life forms, but how do we know that carbon-based life forms is actually a standard? Like what, what does a nitrogen-based life form look like? Is that possible? You know what I mean? Like, is that part of the, part of the, you know, undetectability, uh, of, uh, of alien species? Well, um, basically how you want to be looking for aliens is you don't want to be looking for them specifically you want to be looking for signs of of life that have constructed on another planet. So like a Dyson sphere? No. Okay. No, not that. <laughs> well, yeah, why not? If you've had sure. a Dyson sphere, we'd be like, yeah, well, that probably didn't just make itself, did it? How can you tell the difference between that and just empty space, though, if, if it's just blotted out the sun? Well, that's the thing. That's another thing. But I'm going to finish talking about my I'm first sorry. thing first. You go back to the first thing. I'm sorry. Um so you want to be looking for straight lines on on other planets and stuff like that like if we did have a telescope that was powerful enough to see you know that's actually a good idea looking for lights you know strings of shapes lights. like just just things that don't really occur naturally mm. you know um but yeah about 
about the uh, Dyson sphere, there's an, there's an area in space, and I can't remember what it's called. Just real quick, sorry. A Dyson sphere is like a a, a giant, uh, you know, encompassing object of the sun. Like you would like a big metal shield wall that you would put around. Is, is that how it work around a star? Yeah, it and goes harvest the energy. Yeah. It's quite impractical. You need a lot of material to actually make something like that. I think it's physically impossible. We, did, we, we discussed this on a previous podcast. Did I we think. actually discuss the Dyson Sphere on a podcast? Did we not? I don't think so. It's to, it's to harness the energy of the sun to the most extreme way possible. Yes. To create a field around the sun. A Dyson Array is actually better, which is something that's like... Sort orbiting of, it. Orbiting it, following around it with some like solar panels on it. With some breaks in it so that the sun can still get out and yeah. feed the planets. And because... There's, that's where our energy comes from the sun the solar system um, that's the biggest source of energy we have to fully harness it we just need to get as close as possible and absorb that energy basically hmm. um, but yeah if you did that and you went around and you were you were an intergalactic not intergalactic into, yeah, <laughs> into, it's interplanetary into, into, interplanetary into it's intergalactic know, Intergalactic. Inter, 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 does intergalactic mean like you go to different galaxies? Because that's pretty crazy. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. Intergalactic means different galaxies. Whereas inter, what does it? Inter, or does it just mean you can move around in planets. your own galaxy? No, I think I think if we're gonna you know take those words you know logically, yeah. you know it's like international means going between nations. Mm. So interplanetary means going between planets. Intergalactic's probably never gonna happen. I'm just gonna what going from one galaxy to another? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like another level of difficulty. <laughs> well, because like the, tier three civilization, we're going to run into Andromeda's going to hit the Milky Way, hmm. and we're going to combine into one. What's it called again? This, that, this, Supercluster. No, no, no? They, no. They've already come up with a name for the end result of the Andromeda galaxy and the Milky Way galaxy coming together. Is it like a nebula? And it really sucks. It's, oh, it's like destroying us. Um, destroying all that space dust. No, no, no! Like the name when when. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm just I'm trying to pick up on what you're throwing down. I've never heard of this. When Andromeda, which is the closest galaxy to us, but there's like I think there's like three galaxies in our local cluster of galaxies. Andromeda, us, and one that's never going to come in contact with us. That's just going to keep getting further and further away. I can't remember what, remember what it's called. So Andromeda, our closest galaxy, and the Milky Way, our galaxy, are going to collide at some point. They're going to collide. Shit. You won't be around. It's okay. Well, what if I live infinitely? Then you'll be around. Sick. And That's you'll not see good it for me, though. No, it'll be fine. You're not going to... You know, I'm going to have to find another way to get off that galaxy, bro. It's, it's I'll, get, I'll like, get on the one that's going away. I'll get, I'll get on the, the, the ship that's floating in a different direction. It's all going to be one galaxy, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> Earth is going to survive this. Like, it's just, you know... Or, or the... I don't know if Earth's going to survive. Earth's matter is going to survive in some way, shape or form. It's is like that mag- how it works? Well, when all the all their stars, all the stars in Andromeda collide with Milky Way stars, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but like it's kind of like magnets coming together. You know, like they're not actually going to hit each other. They're just going to form a new galaxy. You see what I'm saying? Ah, uh, there would be some cases of collisions. Surely. Surely, surely there's something. Surely. something. I don't know. Some, someone someone some... told me that recently. I'm not sure if that's true. There'd but... be some pretty intense space explosions, um, I reckon. Andromeda Galaxy uh, and Milky Way. What's it going to be called? Because this is going to be a new galaxy. It's something real dumb. I think we're being too hard on ourselves with the uh, the Fermi paradox. Like we haven't discovered aliens yet, so 
Yeah, that's what done. I'm saying. Like, what do we expect to have found aliens? Have you heard, like, this before? This is a statistic I just found. 92% of planets are yet to be born. In terms of, like, where we are on a on a galactic time span. We're only so 8% talking... of the way through, like, uh, planets being born. That's very cool. Yeah. So, we're very early on in I've this heard, process. I've heard this one, too. Mm. Mm. So, it's like, it's possible that there's just aren't other species out there yet, like, that have developed to a intelligence level that you would call equal to humans. That might be just a bit of, like, a superiority complex, like, me coming in and being like, yeah, there's no one as, no one as good as us. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, I think it's definitely in, in the context of uh, all the galaxies, there's definitely a intelligent life. We, we must agree on that. Well, yeah, I mean... What the, we're trying to find is intelligent you, life in our galaxy because it'd be impossible to find intelligent life in another. My, my, my point was only like, you know, where, where do you draw the line for intelligence? Because if you, if you draw it... If you say that... If you... It's, I've remembered the name. By it's the not way. unfounded to say that humans are the most intelligent species on Earth, right? Guess what they're going to call the galaxy? Sorry, just to just to take. A, I'll, I'll I'll come back to this. All right, please. But can you guess what the new galaxy is going to be called when Andromeda collides with the Milky Way? Uh, <laughs> the Milky Dromeda. Yeah, it's Milk Dromeda. <laughs> is it actually? Yeah. Oh my god! How shocking is that? <laughs> uh, milk Dromeda, gross, man. Andromeda is <laughs> like a really nice Greek word, and they're combining it with fucking milk. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. I think it was Milkdromeda. They yeah. should have just named it the child of Andromeda or something, you know? Like, what, is that hard? Is that so hard to do? <laughs> yeah, what is the child of Andromeda? I don't actually know, but uh, it's, it's, I'm sure they, it exists because um, Andromeda slept with Zeus or someone, I think. Like someone important. All right, you look that up. I'll continue the conversation you were just having. So you were well, talking... do, you, do you remember the question I asked? Yeah. What was it? You were talking about... Um, do you think it's unfounded that uh you know do you think it's true that we're in early form of life are we the the most intelligent species on this planet though is that's the question no it's dolphins bro it's yeah but that's the thing like dolphins are pretty close and stuff but if we we were to you know say that it's like are we are we asking the question are there other species as intelligent as humans or are there other species as intelligent as some that can be found on earth it's not even that we just want to find life yeah, no, I'm with you. We just want to find life. Forget intelligence. We're just we're just looking for uh, life on another planet. Yeah. That's what we're talking it's about. Signs of intelligent life are, you know, a lot easier to, to distinguish from signs of life because of what you mentioned about when you're looking at a planet from a long way away, if you can see like straight lines and stuff, it probably means there's like, you know, this really um, expansionist, uh, you know, it's like, there's like another human species. Like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? But seeing as we've defined what intelligence is, we might not be able to identify what intelligence is. I'm with you, man. Like, what is intelligence? Like, how do you even define that? Like, it's gone from science mm. to philosophy, just like that. Yeah. Are you are you going to measure a fish's ability on how how well it can climb a tree? You know what I mean? It's like fish doesn't operate in that zone. It doesn't need that shit. I reckon that there's a fish that can climb a tree. <laughs> like a flying fish can maybe flying shoot fish up can one. Maybe get up there. Why? Why are flying fish flying? Like, what's the? What's they're, the... <laughs> they're more falling in style. I think they're falling in style. They're not really flying. <laughs> they jump out of the water and they've got wings and they kind of, you know, those like body parachutes that people have. It's a bit like that. Have you seen these before? I don't think I've seen flying fish before. I've seen them. They're so cool. Really? They're so cool. What were they doing? Following your boat like a dolphin or something? Yeah, pretty much. Seriously, they jump out of the water and they were kind of flying along with the boat. 
That's really cool. I saw them in New South Wales. They're just playing. Well, no, I think it's a it's a um, tactic. <laughs> they're coming for you, are they? <laughs> it's not, they're not trying to get me. They might have been trying to be got by a fish underwater. So it's like an escape tactic, basically. Oh. It's, uh, they were using you guys as like a protector. I don't think we had anything to do with it. It was just a coincidence. Oh, okay. Right. Or maybe right. they were checking us out. I don't know. But dolphins check people out, apparently. They, dolphins they, are great. They're, they're, you've, you've had dolphins following I've you? I've had a swim with a dolph, dolphin uh, group before. Group of dolphins. Oh, that's pretty cool. I did this cool thing in Nui, which is an island off uh, sort of uh, east of New Zealand. And um, they take you out on the boat and you hang off the back of the boat with a rope. So you're getting pulled along by the boat. You've got a snorkeling mask on and you're looking down and the dolphins just love chasing the boats there so you've got like 30 40 dolphins swimming underneath you oh my god what well you're getting dragged along that's amazing high speed by this boat 30 or 40 yeah there was so many dolphins holy fuck man like if you go to like seaward or something you hang out with a single dolphin (laughs) you're hanging out with like a a bloody a pack of wild dolphins that's more than a pack that's a company what's the collective uh (laughs) it's like a company that's like a platoon bro What do you call a collection of dolphins? Collective net? Is it Can you call it a cohort? Now? Like, what do you? It's it's Co- it's more than a pack, though, man. That's like a large amount of dolphins. Like, were they all like? I'm just looking at the collective. It's like an army. Of dolphins. It's like an army of dolphins, bro. Maybe they were trying to start a war. Maybe we should nuke the dolphins, bro. Uh guess what? Guess what it's called? A group of dolphins. That's so stupid. No, 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 it's not. Guess what it's guess what it's called. Oh, I thought you were saying it is group. No. It's a pod. A pod? How cool is that? Oh really? They're on the pod. The oh, dolphin bro. pod. Yes. The potty. Pod. <laughs> the, the pod races. So good. Yeah, shout out to our uh shout out to our dolphin dolphin, dolphin pods out there. <laughs> That's really cool. Is that what, like a, a a group of thirty or forty of them though? Because I would think that they would have a different name for that amount. You know, it's like such a large amount. It's like bigger than a squad, you know? Like an army of dolphins. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. A group of dolphins is called a pod. A pod is formed of around 12 dolphins. 12, so there's like three pods that were hanging out with you. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> it might have been 12 dolphins. Maybe there was 12 dolphins. <laughs> I can't remember. It just Call looked it like out. when you see over five things, it's just a lot of whatever it is, isn't it? No, it was worth it for the story, man. It's a good story. Like, seriously, there's still a lot of dolphins, like, even if it is 12. Every good story deserves embellishment. Very, very much Gandalf the, the Wise. I can't believe you just re- revealed your embellishment. I would have just been like, yeah, it must have been three pods. <laughs> Shit. You were putting a lot <laughs> of pressure right. on me. It didn't sound like it from the audience perspective, but Matt had his eye daggers on me. I wasn't, it wasn't daggers, I promise. I was, I was, I was, I was merely like stunned at the amount. <laughs> In a positive way. Yeah, not, so not was even, I, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how's this? How's this? I, I was I was researching recently because I remember I remember a few years ago I read an article that was talking about how Uber had bought like it secured like you know a fleet of like a million self driving cars like to be to be rigged up by Google and all this sort of stuff and uh a million yeah like in, I, I think it was in 2016 or something like four years ago something like that there was a report like that and that they were gonna is that bo- a convoy what's a collective pronoun for um for cars a fleet a fleet do you want fleet i think fleet would be good all right so this fleet of like a million 
self-driving cars were meant to be ready um, for Uber to use uh, by the start of 2020. And so then the start of 2020 happened and I thought, hey, I remember reading about self-driving cars being everywhere by now. I wonder what happened to that story. Apparently what happened uh, perhaps a year ago um, was uh, a, uh, a there was a self-driving Uber that had that was being tested and it had a um a real human in there as a backup driver quotation marks backup driver like you know it's like the idea that you're paying attention as the second driver ready to step in if the if the robot isn't doing its job properly um safety features to be criticized for sure um and basically what happened was this woman was um an uber driver she was serving as a backup driver and uh yeah she slammed into she was just watching like the voice on her on her phone instead of paying attention to the road which all the um cameras showed um and uh that's gone through court and stuff and basically they're deciding whether she's going to take blame or not but because the but uh, they the, killed someone slammed slammed into someone in, in oh a t- the ai yeah, like, car crashed the ai car crashed and t-boned t-boned something well that's not good uber's been found not at fault for it through the through the proceedings Mm. but like they uh they they suspended all their uh all their testing and stuff for a bit wow so they might be getting back into it now but it's like that's not ideal big setback you want uh cars to not be running into people no no obviously that's not what it was designed to do i don't don't know i don't know if it was actually google um or who who was doing the uh like at the end of the day, because that was just an article I read like four years ago. That's a that. huge setback. That sucks. Yeah. Well, I, I it seems early for me. Like I didn't think self-driving cars were really at a point where they could operate um, very, very well on, people were, on the road. People were definitely criticizing the ones that Google had going around Mountain View, um, which is where Google headquarters is in, um, in the uh, Silicon Valley. Um, the Valley. Yeah. Apparently they were like just really... Um, you know, annoying to drive around, you know, because they didn't really act like you would expect a human driver to act. Like they were doing things that was like, you know, actually kind of really smart in terms of programming because the AI, for example, figured out that if it waits three seconds before it goes at a stop, at a, at a red light, like the red light goes green, it figured out if it waits three seconds, it's like so much less likely to end up in a, in a in an accident mm. because that's when people are trying to beat the fucking lights at the end of the yeah uh, and, and I think about that sometimes yeah 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 exactly that's a uh, but people were getting angry at it but people were like tooting it and stuff because oh what the fuck this robot car won't move <laughs> you know what I mean like, I don't know that there's much point tooting a self driving car but you know well but they didn't know like you know or, or, or whatever like maybe they did yeah. uh, did or didn't know either way there was people like you know getting angry at that because it's like. <laughs> fucking move imagine if you pulled up next to one and you just looked in you're like what are you fucking doing it's like there's no one there you you feel like the biggest idiot (laughs) that's gonna start happening but even even like just because we're in the testing phase legally all these self-driving cars have to have like a a backup driver ready to rock and roll with the uh with the you know the manual thing but i would argue that's almost like more dangerous Having having someone like who's well, going to be pretty like, useless oh, in this fuck. case where someone was just looking at their phone. Well, yeah, that's it. Like the video footage was just her like watching the voice 
on her on her on her phone like really loud and not paying any yeah, attention. Yeah, is she to the liable road. for the accident or is she just like basically fired because she wasn't doing her job? She, she's definitely at least fired. I don't know what's happening with the court <laughs> proceedings at the moment. Uh, the article I read said that they're making a decision on whether she's at fault or not. That company would love for her to be the scapegoat. For Uber this Uber's already off the hook apparently with it. Of course they are. Of course they are. I'm uh, so not surprised. They by got that. lawyers out the wazoo. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> they're like, look, we put this in our contract with her. <laughs> You're liable completely. <laughs> it's it, they would have been totally clear cut with that testing process. I mean, for sure, not clear cut. How do you say? It? Um, airtight, airtight, legally, surely. Yeah, surely that you know, we for this exact scenario. This exact scenario, it's self-driving car T-bone someone. Yeah. That's just so shit because self-driving cars are such great, like, you know, it's got such great promise, but I can't help but feel like it's just this this kind of a story goes around, does the yards, and it's just everyone starts being like, oh, self-driving cars, they're, they're dangerous. I heard one when it got into an accident where it's mm-hmm. like similar to a plane going down. It doesn't happen that well, often, that's but when thing. it does, was, it's big news. I was just about to mention planes because, you know... It's so, it's so much more impactful. Like, people freak out about flying. It's still the safest way to travel. Do safer you, than trains, safer than buses, safer than cars. And how much is autopilot such, involved in, in flying now? Yeah. Autopilot's, like, doing a large, large I, chunk of it. You know, people actually get worried when people don't have all autopilot on. I know? would. I would be worried if the get if that the autopilot, didn't have autopilot on. on. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It just totally makes sense. Um, and, like, uh, what, what why we, don't you apply the same logic to cars? When we cars? lived in Copenhagen, we had... Um, automated metro trains yeah no problems with that fantastic really efficient actually there well, was they're like, on rails though it's a bit easier than roads it is easier but you know they they were really efficient there was like a train every minute and a half i'm fairly sure in australia uh, or at least in melbourne um the only reason that hasn't happened is because um we've got really strong unions that oppose oppose like having that many train drivers lose their jobs yeah did you really need someone sitting in a train? No, no I would argue you absolutely don't. You, they're you not make even more efficient. They're not turning or anything. They just they just sit there. Yeah, you know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I think this is this is you know speaks to a greater issue because we've got you know a lot of a lot of situations now where it's like well, a robot can probably do that a bit better, uh, and yet if we just smash through and automate all these processes you're gonna have a lot of people out of work and it's like yeah. how do you how do you manage that as a from a larger economical perspective yeah because there is there is sort of like a um i mean it'd be all very well to take people out of their jobs and just give them money instead but like people get satisfaction from doing their work and like there's there's sort of an emotional side to it where you know even if your job is pointless it makes you feel good you know yeah no, this, the studies are pretty clear on that. You know, like like disability organisations giving giving people jobs in in factories and stuff to make them feel better. I've heard, I've heard of cases of that. Yeah, you know, accomplishments are pretty high, highly wired with like dopamine and serotonin. Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that for sure. Um. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it's it's a t- it's a tough one because yeah, you can do it more efficiently for more money, but you know what really matters at the end of the day. Is it your efficiency or is it your... Uh, well, can, can people be satisfied by hobbies and by work that's not, you know, for anything but themselves? I think people like being told what to do. They, do, <laughs> they don't like it, but they don't know that they do like it. You know what I mean? 
it's it's easy to have like a, a set routine in place yeah. where you're just going to be at this place for yeah, a certain Yeah, because if you're just sitting around day. doing your hobbies, which is basically what I do, you know, it's very hard to organize yourself, motivate yourself. No, I totally get that. I'm with you. Um, having Even if you're doing like uni or something. Going to a job, being told what to do, kind of, it, I think it helps like with like life satisfaction. Mm. Having like set deadlines where you got to hit, hit things yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. To to an extent, obviously, people get caught up in that and just get like slave driven in their jobs. Is this going to be the podcast where I finally bring up basic income? <laughs> no, <laughs> we're at the end of the podcast, Matt. You can bring it up next episode. Stay tuned for basic income discussion uh, next episode. You know what we should do? Going to deep should, dive on Andrew Yang's policy. We should hold votes on uh, Instagram of topics between That's actually like, a great topics idea. that people want I've to got a, I've got a slight feeling that there would be a certain amount of people who are just interested in the space talk because we've got the uh, the, the title Space Cadets Pod. I think we're actually doing quite a jo- good job of hitting all well, that this, stuff. Though. This episode was full of space. We just talked about the Fermi paradox nonsense. for ages. Like yeah. Aliens, yes or no. <laughs> These are the topics that the people need. <laughs> they definitely do. But yeah, no, you, you do you do present a good idea if you just like set up like a little, you know, yes or no vote kind of thing. Yeah. For which which would you prefer? What do you want to hear? I Maybe basic income's not going to make the cut, Matt. Yeah, you know what? If you put up basic income up against literally anything. Black it's, holes. It's, yeah, anything. It's not going to win. <laughs> black holes. There's a black hole of a no, we'll, put up, we'll put up basic income against something really shit so that it definitely gets talked about. Yes. <laughs> basic income versus... Apple pie making. I don't know. Actually, I kind of want to know how to make an apple pie now. Stay tuned. <laughs> if you want to know how to how to make a uh, feasible economy in the new age. <laughs> if you want to cook that one up. You'll listen to the, the basic income pod. <laughs> Next week, I'm just going to call it the basic income pod. Talk about it for an hour and a half. How, how would you feel about that, Justin? Does that took your fancy? I might have a nap. I've already, I've already like middle. tortured you with uh, talk about you know hyperinflation and and urban development and all sorts of <laughs> shit like that. That's, that's no, I, I like I like listening to you. Hopefully, our audience does as well because it's it's a lot of that happening. It was just that there was a period in my life where I was just spouting the basic income thing at you like every day. It was like bombarding, <laughs> bombarding <Yeah>. your brain. <laughs> well, stay tuned for that. You guys can get um, you guys can get yourself bombarded. So that's perfect. I'm so excited for you. So so keen, <laughs> so keen on that. Thank, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It's been a fun pod, as as always, as always. And we'll uh, we'll see you again next week for the Space Cadets pod. Thank you. Ciao. Ciao. Space Cadets pod.